more than a decade learning about how people are wired and designed. Hi, my name is Josh Willey, and I'm here to share what I've learned and what I'm still learning to as many people as I can so that they can optimize their life and achieve results they didn't know were possible. And welcome to the Optimum You Show. Um, today, I want to talk about belief. Okay. Now, in the movie The Matrix, you remember The Matrix? There's a scene where um, Keanu Reeves' character Neo um, he goes to see the the lady they call the Oracle, and what she does is she's supposed to be able to you know tell the future tell tell neo that he's the chosen one all you know all this stuff um but but in one of the one of the scenes while he's talking to her she's um this unassuming older lady baking cookies in her kitchen and and uh he's talking to her and and she's she tells him things and then she says oh and don't worry about the vase and he reacts what and his reaction to her comment was a, a movement which caused him to bump a vase of flowers and knock them over and break it and then uh her her response right after that is um uh, what's really going to bake your noodle is if you would have broken them if i hadn't said anything and and so that that kind of brings me into the power of belief and cause and effect. And one of the things that we deal with on a regular basis in life is creating expectations for ourselves, ergo what we believe will happen and having those, those thinking those beliefs are based on um, reality and, and the, past and track records and therefore because there's a track record and we believe the track record that the thing that we believe is that and set expectations for is going to happen and um there are some people that argue that the the belief that expectation that we create about that belief is um is based on the past ultimately causes the continuation of of the behaviors and outcomes that the expectations or beliefs are um are based on so what what does that mean the the idea that um you know we've all heard of the self-fulfilling prophecy you know the the person that has a bad attitude about something um ultimately causes the negative outcomes that they are supposedly not wanting because they have a crappy attitude going into a situation and the crappy attitude causes the negative outcomes and the negative outcomes reinforce the expectation that negative outcomes are going to happen. And, and so this is, I mean, this is, it's, it's easy to see in in retrospect, and it's easier to see in others than it is to see in ourselves. And um, so, one of the uh, one of the ladies I, that I like to follow, her, uh, Lisa Nichols, she's she's a well known speaker and um, the contributor to that the the book and and movie documentary whatever whatever it is called the secret uh talking about the law of attraction right 
which a lot of people go, you know, that's a woo-woo thing, law of attraction. Um, but that's not the point. The The point is, uh, understanding who she is, is she has a story that she tells of when she was younger. I think she was 15 or so. And she was in um, uh, middle school, high school time frame of, of her life. She was on a swim team and she was the uh, the worst swimmer on the swim team. She always came in dead last. She was always, um, always losing and always fearing losing. And at uh, one point in her journey, she went to her grandmother and told her grandmother that she was going to quit swimming and and her grandmother told her that, um, told her winners never quit and quitters never win. And, um, and then promised to come to her next swim meet or whatever it was. And so she goes to her next swim meet. She's late and, um, was, oh, darn, I'm not going to be able to swim. And her coach said, oh, she can got her got her into where she could swim with the older girls the vars like the varsity girls and so she was going to be competing against girls that were um uh, at a much you know higher level than she was and she was already coming in dead last against her her peer her peers in capability and and so she you know she was freaked out but she but she did it and so um her grandmother was there and brought a bunch of her family members and so she had a she had a cheering squad and and she she gets up on that starting block and um pistol goes off she dives in and her her whole entire mindset for that race was focusing on what her grandmother said and and she she tells a story she swam winners never quit quitters never win winners never quit quitters never win winners never quit quitters never win Winners never quit. Quitters never win. And that's she's just chanting that to herself over and over and over. Every stroke of of her thing. She does her flip turn. She comes back. Winners, winners never quit. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. And gets there and boom, hits the wall. And she she finishes. She takes her goggles off. She looks around and like nobody's there. Like And she's like, oh my gosh, I, I went so slow that everybody finished and is already out of the pool. And um, I'm what an embarrassment and, and horrible thing. And, and, and finally she, you know, she, after she looks, looks left, looks right, doesn't see anybody. She, she looks up and her coach is like freaking out. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And, and she's like, what, what, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Did I do something bad? And she's like, turn around. And she looks back behind her and her competitors are just hitting they're, you know, they're just hitting the wall on the other side of the pool and turning around. She's like, oh my gosh, was I supposed to go twice? You know, was I supposed to do another lap? Did I, did I come up short? And she's like, no, you're done. You won. And she, she ultimately won and she set a record for that swim, you know, that distance and that stroke, um, uh, for her school. And, and her, her coach was just saying, what? did you do what you know what did you do and she's like i i don't all i did was i swim like i normally do and except except one thing i i i did say something to myself while i was swimming it's like what did you say to yourself so i said well i said winners never quit and quitters never win and winners never quit and quitters never win and and her coach looks at her and is like what did you say before and she thinks about it and she's and she's like, 
all I said before was don't lose, don't lose, don't lose, don't lose. And and so she ultimately, you know, literally the only thing different between her normal swimming and that moment where she broke a record and she won and she, you know, she beat people that were at a much higher level than her was simply the self-talk, the belief, the, you know, the, the expectation that she created in her own mind, her subconscious that was, you know, winner versus dead last. And, and it's, it's an amazing story about the power of what we can do when we, uh, are available to possibility. And, um, I mean, this is, this is the whole, I mean, the whole industry of, of, you know, sports psychology and performance coaches and things like, you know, when you go, when players go into a slump, it's, I mean, it's 99% of the time because of a, a mental block. So they're going in having a, a person coach them on how to think so that they can change the way they perform. It's not about the skill. Sometimes, sometimes it's a physical limitation from an injury or whatever, and it's about rehab, but fundamentally it, it all comes down to the, the psychology, the, the thinking that goes on inside the player's head about whether or not they can do it. And, and the psychology around, about, around slumps is um, often triggered, you know, they're often triggered by uh, intense circumstances, you know, a close game where they lose or, you know, or, you know, they, you know, sports are the, one of the prime places to find superstitious behaviors and it's all, but it's all that, it's all that mental game. Um, and, and so really just keying in on what you believe is possible and letting that possibility happen. Um, the, I mean, the story of Dumbo, let's, you know, you can go to Dumbo. He has the, his, his quote unquote magic feather and, and he can fly as long as he has his magic feather. And then later in the movie, he loses his magic feather. And so he doesn't believe he can fly. And he's informed that the fa- the feather was never magic to begin with. It was just something that he had to mentally latch on to, to believe that he could do it. And so then he ends up flying without the feather. Um, sure. That's a, a you know, a fantastical version, but it's the same. It's the same as Lisa Nichols swimming story. Um, it's the same. I have, a, I had a teammate when I was in high school, I was on the diving team and, um, this teammate of mine, she had the, like the most beautiful back dive that you could imagine. And, um, she'd go, she'd go straight up arc comes straight back down and she i mean she was maybe six eight inches from the board when she would would come back down and go in without you know without a splash she would score consistently score in the in the nines with that dive and and it was one of those ones that she used to help in you know to kind of guarantee her spot in the top in the top ranks of, of each competition. It was her, it was her go-to. I can always hit this one really, really well. But then one day in practice, we were sitting there. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting there in the pool, watching her up on the board and, 
and um, she went up for her back dive. She did it, you know, just like normal, except this time when she came, when she came down, her toes just barely brushed the board and she felt it didn't hurt. There was no, you know, no injury, no, no concern. Like it was just, they just, boosh, just very, very lightly touched the board. And she came out and she was like, she was shocked at how close to the board she was. She never knew that she was that close to the board. And all of a sudden she was scared about hitting the board again. And after that dive, it was still, it was still a very well executed dive, even though her toes, you know, lightly touched the board. But, um, that experience changed the way she approached her dive and she was never to my knowledge never again able to hit that dive the same because of the mental block that happened of feeling too close to the board and she consistently from that point forward went shot way out in into the water lost lost her nice arc and just turned into this like distance game because she was too afraid to uh execute like before because of fear of hitting the board. So the, the question that I pose to you today is, um, if you, what, what could you do? What could you accomplish if you suddenly didn't believe what you believe now? about what you're capable of. If you, if you suddenly had a, you know, a, a mind wipe of what you're not able to do, how many, how, how many times do we approach things in life, uh, you know, from a basis of, um, coming at things with what you can't do versus what you can or what's possible or, you know, what's impossible versus what's possible. And, um, just, just think about that open your mind to the possibility that you could simply choose to believe that you can do it, whatever it is, and then do it. And then prove yourself right that you can do it and that you can do it well. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing with this, this whole show for me personally, my, I, I went, I never, ever want to have, you know, a recording of my voice. You know, I didn't want to do video either. I started out my podcast doing only audio and I was really self-conscious about how I sounded, you know, um, I would hear the sound of my voice on a recording and go, oh my gosh, do I, do I really sound like that? Can I, can it be that? awful. I feel bad for anybody that has to listen to my voice. If that's what I actually sound like, like that's what that's, those are the actual thoughts that went through my head. And so when it came time to, um, to hear a coaching session from a, a coach mentor person that, that I am impressed by that I look up to. And he says, you have to produce content. You have to record, you have to publish. And I went, mm, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm, I was, I was afraid. I was, 
I was self-conscious. I I told myself I was coming from, you know, I was coming to the table with, you know, I can't do that. I've often, I've, I've long looked up to people that had podcasts that had uh, YouTube channels that had that made, that made videos and, and published content like this. And, and I went that, you know, that's cool that they can do that, but I can't. And I tell myself that all the time. And eventually I got to the point where I had to, um, I had to decide, you know, what's, what's more uncomfortable, me actually publishing this content and, you know, getting over my, my fear and my self-consciousness about how I sound or what I look like or any of that stuff and, and share my message because I, I truly care about people. I care about you and your ability to believe in yourself, to understand that you were made for something special. And as long as you are getting in your own way by believing that you're not capable or you can't do it, you are robbing the world of what you were made to do. And that's what I was doing to myself is I was, I was robbing the world of access to that, which I was designed to share and bring to the world. And, uh, I still don't feel, you know, I, I'm not like toot my own horn. I'm, you know, I'm awesome. Listen to me. It's, but, but I do know that there are people out there, um, that on this journey of life, there are always going to be people that are farther ahead of me. And I would always focus on the fact that people were farther ahead of me, but at the same time, there's always people that are farther behind me on this journey. And it's, it's my duty to invest in the people that are farther behind while at the same time learning and being inspired by the people that are farther ahead. And uh, that's kind of, that's the, that's the generational mindset in in my mind is it's not about uh you know child father grandfather mother grandmother whatever you know those the literal generations it's about the the generations of of information and capability and and the that just that journey of life that somebody is always farther ahead of us but there's always somebody farther behind and we owe it to them to share what we know and share what we've learned, share our experiences, share our thoughts, feelings, ideas, so that the people that are farther behind us in the journey of life can learn and benefit from our experience. And, and the cool thing about the, you know, the journey of life that I'm talking about, is not this one single path. And if somebody's farther ahead of you, they're farther ahead of you and everything it's, it's a it's a multitude of paths. It looks more like an equalizer where there's, you know, if you're looking at an audio equalizer where the things bump up and like this is is I might be farther ahead in my life in a certain area than somebody else is in their in that same area, but they're farther ahead of me in a different area than I am. So I can learn from so it's there's there's a you can have a mutually beneficial scenario in which you're both investing in each other in areas that you each need to grow from an area of greater maturity. Um, so, so there's joy that there's joy there for me. I I'm, I'm super excited that 
I finally decided to get out of my own way and get on a platform and start sharing what I know. Because what I've learned is that I will definitely encounter people in my life that need to know what I what I know. I need to hear what I have to say that need to experience my message. And the more I share that message, the better I am at sharing that message. And that means that the better I am at sharing the message, the more value people get from hearing it. So that's, that's my journey. That's, that's me being the product of my product. I want to help people take that next step of growth to become more available to the world that they are designed to serve in the way that they were designed to serve. And me practicing what I'm preaching is I'm, I'm doing just that. This, this audio or video, whichever, whichever format you're, you're watching or listening to is me doing that is stepping up and stepping out so that I can learn more about myself, learn more about my, um, my calling that, that thing that I was made to do so that I can get better at talking about it and better at delivering it and better at adding value to other people who, uh, who I'm, you know, I may or may not know who those people are. I may or may not ever get the opportunity to, um, to witness somebody getting value out of what I have to say, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't say it. So that's my story for the day. Watch what you believe. Open your mind to the possibilities that you can do better than you do, that you can do that thing that you don't think you can do, that you were made for something amazing and you were made to serve people in that way. So are you doing it? Have a good day.